Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking. I wish you'd stay tuned with us for the next few minutes and hear another study on God's Word. We're bringing you some studies now on Satan, the God of this world, and we're presently looking at the doctrines of devils or the doctrines of demons and present-day soul winning. I know, I realize that we are cutting across new ground here, that we're plowing up new ground. Many folks uh, have never heard, seemingly, of the doctrine of demons, doctrine of devils, and they think everything that's religious is uh, of the Lord. Tragical thing of this hour is that you can hardly find a church anywhere that's not full of strife and bickering and backbiting. This shows that it's not founded on the Lord Jesus Christ. We see a church here today, and next week or two you go by there, and it's split off, and somebody's built another church down the road. That's right. That's right, but folks just don't have it. They won't understand it, and they won't have the old trailblazers message. No. Uh, listen, when those things happen, one or two things will happen. The invitation, the individual will recognize it as coming from God when we talk about uh, repentance and bringing uh, a sinner to down on this, down to his knees, uh, uh, looking to the Lord, one or two things will happen. That individual will recognize it as coming from the Lord, repent and turn to Christ for salvation, or they'll do as some did there on the day of Pentecost. They'll make fun, make mockery, ridicule, turn on the messenger. Both of those things happen as a result of our, ma our ministry here or any pastor that's led by the Holy Spirit. This criticism has been hurled against this work here uh, everywhere we go, at the, at the mission places, wherever, that our message stir up folks. Our message confuses folks. The old trailblazer confuses folks. It embarrasses folks. You know why it does? Because we point our finger at our audience and say, do you know the Lord? That's right. It stirs you up. It makes you embarrassed. Maybe you have some highfalutin company in town, and you listen to the broadcast, and it stirs your heart up when you when the old trailblazer gets down to where we live. No, the, the critic is not lying when he tells you that our messages stir up hearts. But listen, the attitude the critics take is this. In telling you that our messages stir up folks, they leave the impression and want you to believe that because our messages stir up hearts and confuse folks, that it's the work of Satan. This is is one of Satan's lies and is a doctrine of demon. Now, the reason of this is Holy Spirit conviction is all but an ancient mystery in our present day church. In this generation that you and I live in, very few have witnessed the old time Bible, Holy Spirit conviction, repentance. No. You say, well, Pastor, what is Holy Spirit conviction? We're going to get to that in just a moment. Therefore, when we come out preaching God's message, as we're doing here under the power of God's Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit conviction falls, whether it's on one or many. Hearts are stirred. Unsaved religionists are embarrassed, and they want you to believe that I'm preaching some false doctrine. That's right. We have folks right in here occasionally say, Brother, take my name off your mailing list. I don't want to hear that Tommy rot. But listen, it reveals unsaved hearts. It shows their complete ignorance and manifests their stupidity and unveils their wicked practices. They'll tell you that we're just a troublemaker because our message embarrasses the hearts of unsaved folk. That's the voice of old Ahab when he said to Elijah after the three years of drought, Elijah, you, you are, thou art troubling Israel. 
But the old prophet turned and looked at him and said, In his faith, Ahab, thou art the one that's troubling Israel because of thy sin. Well, any preacher's message that does not stir hearts, embarrass unsaved church folk, and reveal unsaved heart is not worth hearing, and that preacher ought to resign and go out and start digging taters for a living. Now, that's right, my friend. My message is here at Radio Missions, here at our auditorium Sunday after Sunday. I believe the Lord has given us a warning message. Most of my messages are warning you out there in our radio audience, you here in our auditorium, you here at Radio Missions, at our mission places and chapels. My message that God gives me is to warn you to flee to warn you to flee from the wrath to come. Just like the, the angels took old Lot by the hand and drug him out of Sodom, warning him to flee from the wrath to come. Now, that's right, my friend. That's what God's messenger does. How can any preacher, how can any pastor, any evangelist, or what so-called soul winner stand up and tell folks that all you must do is make a decision for Christ, and what you do is make them two, four more the child of hell? That's right. Listen, in the earth church is set forth in these first chapters of Acts that we saw there in our last study. When they gave their testimony, they held prayer meetings or God's preachers brought his message, Holy Spirit conviction failed. They expected him to come and do his office work in the hearts of the unsaved, and when he did, sinners were pricked in their hearts. According to Acts 2.37, and they were made to cry out, men and brethren, what shall we do? That's right. Now, that's the exception, my friend. Men and brethren, what shall we do? Let me ask you, pastor. Let me ask you, preacher, lay preacher, deacon. Have you ever heard anyone in your church stand up, saw them stand up, and say, pastor, pay for me, I'm lost? I have. I have that happen very often here, occasionally in the, in the, in the Metropolitan Tabernacle or one of the missions. Maybe just, uh, I tell folks, it doesn't disrupt me, it doesn't dis disturb me for you to stand up and say, Pastor, pray for me, I'm lost, I'm going to hell. What can I do to be saved, Pastor? I simply tell them, turn to the Lord, turn to the Lord. What else can I say, my friend? Make a decision? No, that's not salvation. Trust Jesus? No, my friend, not sweet Jesus. No, listen, my friend, no. This early church continued steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and doctrine and fellowship and breaking bread and prayer, according to Acts 2.42. Then it says again, they continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, and did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. As a result, fear fell on every soul. That early church set the known world on fire with their teaching. We don't have much fire left, do we, my friend? No, sir, we don't. No, no, that, that early church was set on fire. Do we have an apostolic church today? I don't know of any. Do you know of any church uh, where that doctrine is being taught? I, if we saw one, I don't know if we'd recognize it or not. That's right, my friend. Now, let's turn to 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, where we'll see a picture of the present-day church. And let's notice, in contrast to the early church. Now, with your Bibles in hand, we want to read first, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 8. And this is to the church, my friend. This is describing the church, not the world. Not the world. I used to think it was the world when I was unsaved. This know also that in the last days, and that's where we're living today, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now listen to me. 
listen to me, that perilous time doesn't mean uh, economic crisis. It doesn't mean the stock market's going to crash. It doesn't mean that world conditions are so terrible that there's war on every hand. That's not what he means here. But listen, let me give you this. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous. Note this now. Note these words, covetous. Aren't we covetous? I've never seen a more covetous nation in the world. I've I never seen a more covetous church in the world. That's right. Listen, boasters. Do you see folks who are boasting? Oh, boasting about everything, boasting about everything in the world, boasting about their children, their grandchildren. Don't you get tired of folks boasting about their children? That's right. That's right. I heard a story here recently of uh, two grandmothers met in the grocery store. One of them had had a new, new grandbaby, and she told her and said, Oh, have I told you about my grandbaby? And she said, No, and I appreciate it. Now, my friend, that's what boasting does. It makes us sick, doesn't it? Proud, proud. You wouldn't boast if you wasn't proud. Just proud of everything, proud of who you are, proud of what you are, proud of your little diggings that you have. Listen now, blasphemers. You say, who blasphemes? Every man by nature is a blasphemer. Disobedient to parents, we could spend the rest of our time right there. Let me tell you something, folks. You have children, you have young children, teenagers, adolescents, small children. You better get a hold to them, my friend. You better take charge of them. You better put some clothes on their bodies because they're going almost naked day by day. I see our little girls here in the city of New Orleans walking the streets without enough on to say grace over. And my friend, and then they wonder why they're raped and molested by the undercurrent of the world. That's right. And then our boys walking around with their, with their uh, clothes hanging down to their knees or by, by, and what they call sagging around here with their underclothes showing. Look, makes you sick. That's just, uh, that's just uh, unthankful. Unthankful to parents. Unthankful, disobedient, unholy. Oh, what a word, my friend, unholy. Do you know anything about holiness? the holiness of God. We have gotten away from the holiness of God, haven't we? Folks don't know anything without natural affection. What does that mean? What does that mean without natural affection? Folks don't have any affection. You see mothers now going off and leaving their children with a little uh, teenage babysitter or maybe a boyfriend to come back and the child's been beat to death or slammed into the bathtub or something. That's right. Without natural affection, then that lops over into the homosexual world where there's perversion on every hand, sex perversion. I don't know what the movies and TV makers are going to do when they've exhausted all of the pornography and sex perversion that they have now. What are they going to do now to attract attention? They've gotten all that and folks have gotten used to it. The world has gotten used to all of those things on the television. And then it says, uh, truth breakers. Do you know anybody can tell the truth now? Do you know anybody that their word's good for it? When I was a child coming up, you went to the bank, you could borrow $5, and, and then just tell them you'd be back next Saturday with it. They'd trust you because they knew you pa and ma. That's right. They knew he'd make you come back and pay it. But there's no more truth in it. And people don't believe that anymore. False accusers. How many have, have falsely accused this ministry over the years, falsely accused the old trailblazer many years ago, and yet they've died now and gone on to hell? In hell, they're reaping what they sowed, my friend. Listen, fierce, fierce men are so fierce. 
You, you, you cross somebody now in the, in the, in the traffic lane. They want to they wanna shoot you. They'll take out the shoot, they shot their pistol and shoot you. If you honk your horn at somebody for them to move over so you can get by, they'll give you a terrible look and a terrible uh, whatever they have. That's right. That's right. Despisers of that, those that are good. Folks hate the goodness of God because they hate everything that stands for God. There's traitors, heady, high-minded. Then listen, this is one of the greatest, greatest, sorest, uh, most awful things, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Now, I could spend a whole, tr- whole service there, my friend. I could spend a whole study right there. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. You say, how so, Pastor? How is that manifested? You, you drive by the average uh, movie house tonight, on, especially on Sunday night or Wednesday night. They have these movie houses now. They call them Cinema 8, Cinema 12, Cinema 20, whatever. They have 18 or 20 movie screens in there, and they have to clear new ground to make a parking lot to park all the cars in so that the folks can get there to watch those damnable things, watch those uh, 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 sex pots and whatever, perverts, and then you come by the average protestant church on sunday night you won't have a handful that's right you won't have a double handful because the folks are out enjoying the pleasure more than loving god they don't love the lord folks don't love the lord my friend and then we're going to look at it in our next study but we'll just mention it here having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof Folks, folks won't have it that the Lord is powerful, that the Lord is able to save to the uttermost. I know we've gotten off of our subject this morning a little bit, but it just burns me up, my friend, to see all of those things going on and people are lapping it up like a dog lapping up water out of a ditch and they, they don't care about this. They're sold or the souls of anybody else, my friend. Would you pray for the old trailblazer? Much is on my heart today. My heart is burdened for you out there who are lost. Would you write me and let me know that you're listening? Just tell me that you're listening. Help me with the broadcast, if you will. Remember, uh, this is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarva speaking. Remember, our mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box, 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Look us up there on our Internet, if you would. It's www.radiomissions.org. Look us up there on our website. We have much information there about the old Trailblazer broadcast. Goodbye and God bless you. The Radio Bible and Book Room is a nonprofit ministry of the First Baptist Church of Algiers in connection with Radio Missions. We offer over 1,500 titles of early Puritan, Baptist, and Reformed works, including commentaries, sermons, devotionals, gifts, children's products, and a variety of King James study Bibles in regular, large, and giant print. For an online catalog and information about the Radio Bible and Book Room, visit our website at radiomissions.org. 